You're listening to Apolitical Politics, where we discuss the ins and outs of Oregon politics without being political. I'm your host, Dwayne Stark. Today's episode is the appointment process with special guest Christine Goodwin, Oregon State Representative from House District 2 in Roseburg, Oregon. Thank you so much for joining me today, Christine. Thank you, Rep. Stark. I'm happy to be here. It's uh, always a pleasure, and I've enjoyed working with you so far, so I'm excited to learn from you today. Before we jump into our topic, though, will you tell us a little bit about your background? Like, how did you become an Oregon State representative, and what did you do before this world? Well, I really started out as a high school teacher in Douglas County. I had my first teaching job at Roseburg High, and then I began my business career by starting uh, first business in 1988, and then I sold that business, and I became involved actively in my community and school board and uh, our community college board, Hanser Center Foundation, and then I started a project building our new office, and then I started my second business in that building and owned a coffee house. So I've basically in the last many years of my life been a businesswoman. So you've become a Oregon State representative, and you did it through the non-conventional manner, meaning you have yet to be elected to that seat. So you were appointed. What was that like? First of all, what were you doing as for career and life and so forth when you were asked to put your you know name in the hat to be appointed? And then tell us, what is the appointment process like? How does that work? Previously, I had just completed interim position as county commissioner. Following that, I pursued a position on the planning commission. So I'd been serving on those as well as the parks advisory board. When this, I actually was quite surprised when I received the phone call the morning that former state rep Gary Leaf had passed. Several people were calling me, recruiting me to, to consider this appointment. Okay, so you were recruited. I always think that's nice. I mean, I think it's good if anybody can put their name forward and so forth, but it's nice to go out and find public servants that aren't trying to be public servants, but rather they are open to the calling. So I, I appreciate you answering that, that calling. Now, as far as the appointment process, what, what does that look like? What does it mean? You know, who decides? How does that work? It was quite interesting to me because it really did take me aback, I guess. I hadn't considered it at all as something in my future. But as it was described to me and those recruiting me saw that I had a balance of skills in public and private work, and they just thought it would be a good fit for me. So I had to understand, first of all, what it would be involved with being a state legislator. And I actually reached out to then Christine Drazen and asked a lot of questions. And once I decided to throw my name in, then it was like a mini campaign, really. And others were throwing, I would hear, I don't know how others really came to the process. I know it was publicly announced. It's not a private process. I'm not sure how many other people were recruited, but there ended up being seven of us that actually were pursuing the appointment. And we had to first enter the world of the PCPs, the precinct committee people. And these are the Republican Party in in Douglas County. And they would 
scrutinize me, really. I mean, all of us. So we had to, uh, first of all, I, we, I presented letters. I made a lot of phone calls. I talked to a lot of them about what their issues were and just got a handle on what what they were looking for for somebody to represent them. So if I can, I want to back up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned, you know, reaching out to Christine Drazen, and she was the House Republican leader at the time. Now, that's not actually a requirement, right? You don't have to le- reach out to one of the leaders in office in order to put your name forward. No, what if uh, a former state representative had suggested I do that because I was asking a lot of questions. Um, also, the county commissioners that I had worked with were really encouraging me to consider this work and had thought highly of my work with them. And so they were also giving me some recommendations and coaching there. One of them was also a former state rep. So just telling me, because I, I really, I, I didn't know the details of what the what would be involved and I needed to understand how that would really impact my family life and what I was committing to. Because if I do commit, I'm all in. So that, uh, and Christine Drazen was exceptional in helping me understand what would be involved. And then I just realized, you know, I really, this is a, an opportunity that I cannot pass up. I'm curious. I am a good decision maker. I have built resources over time in my community. And I just wanted to, I just had been talking to people about being engaged. You know, we can't just sit back and complain about things that we don't like. We really need to step up and step into it wherever we can. So when the doors started opening for me, I just thought, wow, what a, what an awesome opportunity. It's good to know that someone doesn't have to lead, reach out to people in office, but that is a good way to learn about what the job is actually like. If someone passes away or resigns, and for whatever reason there's a vacancy, does it matter what party you're in at the time when one is putting your name forward for that seat? Yes. So to fulfill Gary Leaf's time, he had completed the long session. So he had completed six months, and there was another year and a half, and he had been elected as a Republican. So yes, that is why I needed to go to the Republican Party, to the PCPs, and seek their nomination. And then there were seven of us, as I said, so we were all given um, a forum, uh, in which we could answer questions from the PCPs, and they were, you know, they really wanted to to see if we, I would be, and the others, who would be true to their Republican principles, who would be true to the the platform. When there's a vacancy, there yes. is that person represented or was elected by a specific party. So they they hold a partisan position. So if it's a Republican, an Independent, or a Democrat. Whatever party that person was in, that is the party that gets to choose the replacement. So then the people choosing are the precinct committee people, and they decide how many people can the PCPs nominate to put forward in front of the commissioners? They they made the decision that they they could have uh, selected, out of seven of us, they could have selected as many as five to move forward to the commissioners. They selected three. So they had a voting system in which it's, it was not a rank system. It was a slated system. You, each one of the PCPs could vote for three of the seven to move forward to the commissioners. 
So there was no, you didn't come out of it one, two, and three. It's just these are the three that we want to move forward to the commissioners. And in my case, there were, because I have three counties, there were nine commissioners to then consider. Our, uh, we also had to go before the commissioners and answer their questions and state the reason why we thought we were the best one for the job. So it was an interview. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I had a big job interview, which was fun because typically I'm the employer always doing the interviews. I was put, and boy, that was a hot seat with the PCPs. Um, and also, it was really a job interview with the commissioners. In your situation, the PCPs you said put forward five? Three. They could have done as they many as five. Three. But they, one okay. of their first decisions together was to just select three of the seven of us. And then the nine commissioners decided. I would imagine the way the state districts are divided up, that some of those commissioners have more of the district that they represent and some less of the state rep district that they would represent. So those nine commissioners, is it weighted at all as to which commissioners, you know, have more or less say? Yes, absolutely. So it was the Douglas County commissioners, of course, because they had the most voters in the district had they really had the, the bigger weighting so the other commissioners had um, also a fraction of that they were involved with the decision but yes it was weighted and ultimately they take one final vote and whoever they vote moves forward yes and i was voted unanimously forward Excellent. Congratulations, by the way. On yeah, that. thank you. <laughs> that's not always the case, especially when there's nine people. So that's, uh, that's fantastic. I want to kind of run back through this, make sure I'm understanding the whole process. So there's a, if there's a vacant seat, whatever party held that seat, that party gets to nominate somebody to move forward. And they nominate anywhere between, you know, one and five individuals. And the people doing that nomination are the elected precinct committee persons from that district. Mm -hmm. they, choose, they choose a pool of candidates that then go between the commissioners, before the commissioners. The commissioners then take a vote, and that might be a weighted vote. And in the meantime, the whole process is like a little mini campaign of getting to know the PCPs, getting to know the commissioners, trying to let them understand that you will represent the same values that the previous elected person was attempting to represent. Does that sound right? Does that sound like that a is process? a perfect summary. Yes. Well, yeah, exactly it. From the time the seat becomes vacant to the time that somebody is appointed, is there a time frame all of that has to be accomplished in? Yes, they did have a deadline. And we were I'm trying to I, I believe it was 30 days after the vacancy because this was end of July and I was sworn in on August 25th. Yeah, 30-day window to fill that seat. Yeah, I'm a little fuzzy. So, I know that there was a limited time period in there that they had to get that. I mean, it was it was it was going at breakneck speed. It seemed like to me, just bam! All of a sudden, I'm into a campaign and we. Yeah. In your situation, because of your previous experience and your involvement in various different government roles, you had been recruited by, by somebody to put your name forward. If somebody were listening to this and they don't get recruited but see that there's an opening, 
how would they go about putting their name forward? They they would submit it to the the in this case it was the Douglas County Central Committee. So they there's an application process. So it is open. It wasn't exclusive. There are not just certain people that are selected. And I'm not actually certain um, if others were recruit, recruited or they just voluntarily submitted their name. But once we were all in there together, everybody had the opportunity to answer questions and you know, bring forward their best case for why they would do the job well. There's an application process. Anybody can put their name forward to, anybody can apply for that process. And once you have applied, it doesn't matter if you were recruited or if you just took initiatives yourself and put your name in. Correct. Great. Any last things that you would want to tell listeners about the recruitment process or things they should be thinking about if that comes available in their area? Well, I think just, you know, pay attention to these openings and what is going on there. And if you have any interest to not feel shy about presenting yourself as somebody who's capable of doing it and, and wanting to be engaged. I I think most of us just kind of go about our life and perhaps know at a very uh, superficial level really what's going on in the political world. And, and it, it, it's not as though I considered myself a politician at all. Or, I mean, I was really quite surprised I guess, when the opportunity was presented to me because I didn't really think that I was prepared to enter this arena. But the truth is, you can be. I mean, if you have a serious desire to do this work well and to learn it and represent people and do the right thing for your district, you know, I think anybody can really step up and do this work. I think my skills, of course, in running a business and being involved in a lot of civic groups through the years, you know, certainly gave me a step up in a lot of ways to be able to do this work. But I would say there's a lot of unique things about that, this that I don't think are just limited to people like myself. Thanks for listening. For more Apolitical Politics, check out apoliticalpolitics.org or duanestark.org.